Good afternoon and welcome to SJ at Noon, your weekly SJHL hockey talk as we are ramping up and almost in the playoffs. Four days away for the return of the SJHL playoffs. It's been a long time and there's some exciting series that are developing already. We got a great show for you tonight as the captain of the first place team, the Estevan Bruins, Eric Houck, will join us in about 20 minutes time and then the head coach of the Melfort Mustangs, quite possibly the hottest team in the SJHL, Trevor Blevins, will come up with your Capital Auto Coaches Talk at about 11.40. My name is Rory McGoran, joined by always, who thinks he's not a homer, it's James Samuel Nugabauer, otherwise known as the Nukes. Funny you should say that, Rory. I had a fan come up to me in Yorkton <laughs> a couple days ago. Great guy. Had great chat. He said, been tuning into your broadcasts in Wilcox, and boy, are you hard on the hounds. <laughs> Honestly, this guy came up yeah, and I think said you that. Are. Sometimes, too. You, he you, said, you can... you're probably a little too hard on the hounds. So, you know can't please everybody bottom line is i'm having fun between your broadcast being hard on the hounds and nick nielsen's tweets on the clippers oh. i'm not sure which one which one has more weight there he he <laughs> obliterates his clippers but he it's because he, it's because we both love our teams yes much. yes that's the bottom yes. line absolutely yeah. we mentioned we have eric Hout coming and trevor blevins uh, as we navigate through your sask lotteries weekend recap a couple things off the top of the show though want to give congratulations to your rbc community ambassador finalists now the voting happened and the immense sort of uh, following from around the SJHL hockey world and the votes that came in. Thank you to everyone who did that. Uh, great success there. But Kevin Anderson of the Notre Dame Hounds, Carter McKay of the Melville Millionaires, Connor Abrick of the LaRange Ice Wolves, and the captain, Jackson Georgette of the Kindersley Clippers. So congratulations to all four. They're your finalists. It'll go on to a coach's vote, and we'll find out the winner coming up pretty soon. And you can find a little piece that I wrote on the SJHL website, sjhl.ca, about a little bit about what those guys do in yes. their communities as well. So make sure you check that out. And uh, yeah, just keep keeping track, keep track of how it goes. And all four of those guys deserving for sure. Well, Margaret commented on there. I want to thank you, of course. I uh, appreciate those kind words. It's, uh, it's one more person than we had yesterday <laughs> who know. thinks that we do a great job. Well, another guy <laughs> who's always so supportive there. I was just about to mention him. Austin there he is, yeah. out in Flynn Flon. Going Ve great, man. Flon Vegas. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in every week. Uh, Austin means the world to us. It was great to see you in Flynn Flon. Sorry, I was a little bit busy uh, rocking by there, but uh, great to see you. And thank you for your support. Yeah, and I mean, we'll know, we'll know he'll be in the Whitney form. Uh, we don't know who he's going to be watching the Flint Flon Bombers yeah, play against yeah. quite yet. That will be determined after today. Uh, just before we get into that, though, a couple Direct West commitments. Uh, you have the list there. I know Nick mm -hmm. Shaw, Eric, the defenseman for the Humboldt Broncos, going to Trinity Western, joined by uh, dynamic forward and the captain of the Melville Millionaires, Jonathan Cron, going to Trinity Western, and I believe you have a couple more on the paper as well. Yeah, Tanner Sklarouk, uh, who's having an under-the-cover incredible year yeah, for is. York. Yeah. 11 goals right 11 yeah, goals yeah. which is uh which is number two among sjhl defensemen and goals he's been great piece of the offense from the defense for yorkton uh, he's going to red deer polytechnic like a lot of guys in the sj talk about uh, them being uh, a team that keeps a close eye on the sj and then i can just announce i was given go ahead nice. to uh, give news. a fresh breaking <laughs> news from jason tatarnik and the estevan bruins eric pierce who's been outstanding all year the centerman for the estevan bruins 
he's going to the University of Regina where they're going to have about, uh, maybe six Estevan Bruins alum in their lineup next year. Who is more SJHLers, you think, if you look at the – is it University of Regina, is it Trinity Western, is it Red Deer College? Because they are yeah. all littered with SJHL talent. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's really interesting. We talked to Eric Houck about it a little bit, but really yes. nice to see Todd Johnson, the coach at the U of R, do a, a great job, a concerted effort at getting some of that great Regina-born and bred talent to stick around and play for the U of R. Saskatoon kids have been playing for the U of S for years and doing a great job. So it's great to see kids stay home in Regina. All right, and one more thing before your Sask Lotteries recap. Of course, the timing with our shows being on Monday and there's still uncertainty within the middle of the playoffs. Uh, we can't really do a playoff preview show today, but we won't leave you without one. So stay tuned to the SJHL's website and the social media. We're going to have a special edition SJ at Noon playoff preview that will be airing on Thursday this week. To get you primed up once all the series are set, we'll have a special episode for you guys to break down the playoffs that, uh, I mean, I'm so excited for. It's mm. been two years and, and even longer. It's pretty much been three since two years ago. It was wiped out after or midway through the first round. So yeah. it's been a long time coming and the excitement is uh, haywire, at least in, in, yeah. in my heart, but I'm sure around a lot of SJHL fans as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, for a fan, that's what you come to the rink for. You come to watch a great game, intense, passionate game. The SJ is known for that passion, that intensity mm. in the regular season. So you ratchet that right up crazy. to 10 and 11 in the playoffs. Funny enough, Rory, you and I called the very last SJHL playoff game to happen yeah, that's right. on uh, the Bolt FM, I believe it was. Oh, Cal Shell Show. Cal Shell was outstanding. The only series to get on to the next round that's right. the last time we had a playoff. So emotional i get emotional thinking about it a little bit i'm just so excited uh, to call some playoff hockey it's gonna be great so we're not gonna dive too much into the two series that are set already it's the estevan bruins one taking mm -hmm. on the notre dame hounds and the humboldt broncos two taking on number seven Laurent jicefuls because we will have a playoff preview show uh those are two great series you're talking about especially humboldt and Laurent. it's mm -hmm. the most two two most penalized teams in the sjhl and they're they're yeah. known to play a physical style of hockey as well so that one's exciting the notre dame hounds have beaten the estevan bruins you know mm -hmm. throughout the season so don't count them out, the pesky hounds. But we're going to break into those series along with the ones that are uncertain coming up in your SJ Noon playoff preview show. What is certain is that the three teams, or three out of the four, I'll say, in that pack have done their job to try and, you know, get themselves into a more advantageous position. I'm not sure where you want to start, but Melfort Mustangs might be the hottest team in the league right now. They've won nine in a row and a Sherwood division title. Congratulations to Trevor Blevins and the Melfort Mustangs there for that accomplishment. The Battleford's North Stars controlled their own destiny to get into third. Well, they've won three of their last three, and if they win their fourth in a row, they leapfrog the Melfort Mustangs. And the Yorkton Terriers did their job. They won all their games they needed mm -hmm. to get out of the playoff series with the Humboldt Broncos, and now they're going to take on the third seed so everyone yeah. at the right time doing what they need to do yeah it's it's been a remarkable run for the Melfort Mustangs yes. there's no doubt about it they have not lost in over a calendar month it's now crazy. Or it's crazy. February the 12th uh, versus Laurent and in this time of the year though, like that's hard to do hard to do and I talked about it all year long to get a good look at Trevor Blevins who we're going to talk to coming yes. up on the show always a great chat I've talked about it all year. I've said it a thousand times. If there's a guy that makes sure his team is better in the second half and into the playoffs, knows how to ramp it up, it's Trevor Blevins of the Melford Mustangs. Well, he's uh, making me sound like a smart man. And Rory, you talk about moves at the trade deadline. Sometimes they work out. Sometimes mm -hmm. they don't. But why did they bring in Nolan Dole? 
Well, to score goals. To score goals. And he's done that, right? He's got 18 and 31 games for Melfort. Uh, you know, six goals in his last five games, five games in a row that he's scored goals. And Mark Snar has done the job uh, on the blue line, too, coming in at the trade deadline. So, uh, you know, they, did they pay a premium for those guys? Talk about some of the guys that they gave up. You sure. know, Ty Evans probably being the crown jewel out there in LaRange. But, uh, boy, oh, boy, did they get returned for those for that investment. And uh, very excited to hear what uh, Trevor Blevins has to say about the playoff and, and what's kind of turned around for Melford. And we will toss up a little bit of a poll throughout the show as well. Tanner, are we good with the poll? Producer Tanner right behind us. It is uh, the, who do you think is the dark horse for a deep playoff run? And I know Melford is in third place right now, but if you talk to a consensus of people who's the favorite, you're going to get Estevan and Humboldt a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll put in who is the other team outside of those two that are the most likely to go on to a deep playoff run. And you can choose between Melford, Battlefords, Flon, or Yorkton. So three to six took mm -hmm. the meat out of the playoffs there. And let us know, uh, comment along if you have any opinions. If it's not any of those four that you see there right now, but Battlefords and Yorkton, the dark horse, 42%. And right now they're, well, they're on a little bit of a tear, seven and two in their last nine games. Yeah, I have to give us a big shout out and I think a big reason why people would think that about the Yorkton Terriers. There's a bunch of reasons. You know, obviously a guy, a, guy like, a guy like Zach McIntyre, for example, has been just on fire lately for Yorkton and he's made a huge difference for that Yorkton organization. 22 wins for Cale DePape, yeah. Murray. Good season. 43 games for a rookie goaltender in this league. He has been unbelievable for these Terriers. So, hey, they play the right wing. They got Tyson Jansen and Parker Jasper. They play them a ton on the blue line, Rory. They do a lot of little things to win. But... You know they're gonna come up with come, come up against a, a lot a lot of talent. They have the strength of schedule maybe for Yorkton the last week in a bit. You know they has been kind of how do I say play this politely? It hasn't been the best. Yeah. Uh, but they got you got to beat who's in front of you. Got the job done, and man. They've got the job done. They're a veteran team. Matt Hare's got that team playing well too. So it should be interesting. Who they will play, we don't know yeah. because it could be Melford. It could be the Battleford's North Stars. Uh, one more point there on the Yorkton Terriers. The the decor is I, I don't think gets talked about enough. What Jansen, what Jasper do. Mm -hmm. Tanner Sklaruk, you mentioned yeah. with 11 goals. I uh, want to send out our, our thoughts. I know he's doing well now, but Tyson Perkins, a defenseman there, had mm -hmm. a little bit of a, an uncertainty with an injury scare. I know it all got sorted out uh, with, with um, a tendon that I believe was, was severed, but not sure mm -hmm. uh, that it was for a while. So we're glad that he's on the mend and hope to be back. But that defense core for Yorkton is, I, th I think, not talked about enough. No, it's true. Hey, good point. Yeah, you guys can see there's a goal that Tanner Sklaruk scored. Yeah. That's a defenseman <laughs> yeah. doing a power forward move like that pretty impressive veteran guy been around the league for a long time been a Yorkton Terrier uh, for a long time and again I, I also got to mention Rory a guy that has come in as an 05 birth year call up for the Yorkton Terriers really filled in with Tyson Perkins being out Cole Bueller being out he's back but just back mm. uh, and that's Carter Herman who's yeah. been outstanding 05 birth year uh, fourth rounder of the Regina Pats and the Swift Current uh, U18 but he's been outstanding uh, as a very young player on the blue line too so you got those three those three stars for sure mm. in this league you talk about uh, Jansen you talk about Jasper, you talk about Sklaruk, and then Herman and the, filling up that top four. Uh, they, they play big minutes, and they play a lot, but they play very well. Here's another highlight for the Yorkton Terriers. Uh, just before the highlight, I saw Austin Cardell chimed in again. He said, yeah. Noobsy, do you, do you wear <laughs> beard oil? Because it's looking sharp today, I believe. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, was, I, don't, I don't usually wear beard oil that much, but I did say <laughs> to uh, Jacob, uh, who's behind the cameras uh, here doing an incredible job, uh, all the time. We appreciate you, Jacob, uh, it, that I think this is probably the length of beard that I want to keep yeah. uh, my beard as much as possible. But, uh, 
you know, we'll see what happens, but thank you for the mention. Appreciate it. And that. he did not oil up the top of his head. That's just a natural glisten on the on the noogs. <laughs> right there. We got some more comments too, by the way. Uh, Kendall Lee Frisky is a big Battlefords fan. And uh, Matthew Barrett, not sure who know that. No, I'm just kidding. It's the broadcaster for the mouth for Mustangs. Run with the herd. Run with the herd. Yeah, man, Stangs coming. are coming. And this guy. You can get your uh, merch at the Melford store, and it has his catchphrase on oh, it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Don't it feel good? That's what Matty Barrett says at the end of <laughs> Melford Mustangs. So you can get your own Don't It Feel Good shirt uh, if you're a Melford Mustangs fan, Rory. Well, I mean, they have a lot to cheer about right now. Nine-game winning streak. So do the Battlefords North Stars. Melford is not cemented into third. No. They did win the Sherwood division. So congrats on that. But the Battlefords North Stars, three straight wins. They got one tonight. It's in Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. uh, final game of the SJHL regular season for every club. It'll wrap up today. But, um, yeah, man, they're did everything they need and they had some tough games to try and get into that third place but they're, they're getting the job done and we talked about it a few weeks ago it, I think it's a team that had a lot of uncertainties coming in this year based off of what we've always been accustomed to seeing from the Battlefords North Stars in terms of veteran presence on the blue line in terms of you know just the structure right it was, it was a lot younger team moving into the year and I think from the start to the finish they've grown more than any club in the SJHL yeah, you know, you you ask kind of the burning questions when you're doing these shows, and the burning question that I had lately was if Michael Harash is hurt, and seriously, I have no idea what his situation is in Battleford, yeah. to be honest with you. I don't know what the situation is. If he's hurt, if he's not able to play, then who's going to step in and fill that void in net? Schwab, and man. the answer has been a resounding, resounding Austin Schwab. Talk about this, Rory. 48 saves for Schwab Friday. He's got a 951 save percentage in his last three games. He's taken over so well. He's 234, 929 in 10 games since the trade deadline. They brought him back in. They weren't sure whether they were going to take him or not. They were going to have a three-goalie situation with Low and Kenyon there as well. And, um, you know, it's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty impressive what uh, he's been able to do, Rory, to, to answer that question as Cardell continues yeah. to mention our, uh, our hairstyles. Big but Chrome Dome guys here. Big Chrome Dome guys. <laughs> but the question for you, Rory, is, and again, if we asked Braden Klamosko, he'd give us the same, you know, I'm sure coach speak that every coach would say, who would you rather face, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I'm going to ask you tonight, do you, yeah. would you rather face Yorkton or would you rather face Flin Flon? Because Yorkton, they've oh, actually God. had a worse time against Yorkton, which is the, you know, the team that some might say is less talented than Flin Flon. But which would you rather face? Uh, I, I don't know. I think they're a toss-up. To me, I think you just got to take in the travel. Uh, yeah. The travel from Battlefords to Flin Flon is much farther. Uh, so, and that can wear on you, especially if it goes on a seven-game series. You've got to go there a couple times. Yeah. It, it's a lot. So... I think they're both equally as tough of a test. They both have their intangible qualities that, you know, will suit them well in the playoffs and make them hard challenges. But it's the travel that just puts it separate. So I'd say Yorkton then. I'd rather go to Yorkton to try to avoid that. And the, the wear and tear it can take on players in the opening round of the, in the, of the playoffs. Yeah, it's interesting. Even when the uh, North Stars were number one in Canada, you remember that? Yeah. And just 26-3 and three and just flying back in the 1920 season. The th I think they were 26-3 and three at one point, and those three losses, Rory, were against Matt Hare and the Yorkton Terriers. Yeah. And obviously Chance Petruick and company had something to say about that re reasoning why. But there, there's something funny, Rory, about Battleford's Yorkton. About Battleford's Yorkton. Yeah. Doesn't matter who the favorite is. There's something from Matt Hare and his, his style where he sits, the team sits back and waits for you to make mistakes. 
and, and traps things up a little bit. This battle for its team is go, go, go all the time. There's something about the, the game model that those two two coaches have that maybe Matt Hare has a thing on it. So maybe, maybe, you know, in the bit of the back of their mind, maybe they, ha- they, they feel a bit better against York Flynn Flon. I don't, I don't know. It, it's really a toss up. No really one's is. feeling the love in the flan. I mean, you're going to count out yeah. for a dark horse run for Mike Reagan and the Flynn Flon bombers and the fan base yeah. and the hostile environment of the Whitney Forum. Yeah. Come on. 12% is low. Seven, 12% low. Seven low, shutouts for Cal yeah. Shell. I, I think there's no question the best defenseman <laughs> in the SJHL. Yeah. Cole Vardy is back. Like, there's so much to like about Flynn Flon, too, folks. I mean, yeah. show them a little love. <laughs> well, I mean, they got a couple, couple votes are, hey, are spiced yeah, yeah. in there, but there it's a go. tight battle right now. York did Rally, rally your troops, Mike Reagan. Rally your troops. <laughs> Um, okay, quickly, we're going to do a playoff. Uh, we mentioned the playoff show coming up on Thursday. Please make sure you tune into that. But Estevan, Notre Dame, Humboldt, LaRange, quick little words mm-hmm. on those two great series that are going to yeah. come down. Um, and I mean, I don't know if the Humboldt Broncos were, were hoping that Yorkton maybe would lose a game. Again, to avoid the travel, but that's going to be a physical series. Humboldt yeah. and LaRange. You're talking about one that no one wants to go seven games if you're a mm-hmm. coach because that travel and those two teams just beat people up. Yeah. And uh, you might not get out of it clean yeah 1500 plus pims for each of those teams during the regular season and uh, obviously, I called it the bully bowl as a joke. <laughs> Two teams that are really, really physical and should be very interesting. I think it's going to be a little tougher for Humboldt than people. I know. I, I, 100%. So there's that. And then for the Notre Dame Estevan series, I think what we'll see maybe Rory is a lot of goals because what you have is Mark Rumsey is the most goals in the league. LA Two is the second most goals in the league. Uh, Kevin Anderson just passed Mark Rumsey for points in the league. Yeah. So we have Kevin Anderson, who's the second most highest points in the league, and Mark Rumsey, who's the third in the league in points. So there should be a lot of goals scored. Yeah. And the uh, atmosphere at Affinity Place in Estevan when I was there recently it was just electric. They are just filling the barn in Affinity Place in Estevan. So it should be a very fun atmosphere. Can't wait to see either of those series. And the playoffs are back. They start this weekend, Friday and Saturday, games one and two in, uh, you know, obviously the top four teams. Will it be uh, Melfort, Yorkton, Battleford, Yorkton? We're not we're not sure yeah. yet, but we will know by our, the time of our playoff preview show coming yeah. up on Thursday. But, yeah, if you can, support your teams. Go cheer on. The playoffs are exciting. Pretty much back first time in three years. Uh, we're excited here. And make sure you go cheer on your team when, uh, when they host their playoff games in one and two or three and four. Yeah, should be cool. Last point for me here is that uh, Kevin, Anderson, CJHL Gong Show Gear, Star of the Month in February. Big time kudos. He had a great month in February. He's done a lot for Notre Dame to uh, get into this playoff spot, Rory. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, captain plays heavy minutes. I talk about him a lot on and off the ice. An incredible human being. I believe he'll be an NHL draft pick too this summer. Rory and I joke, battle, battle back and forth about <laughs> that. But, that you know, that all to the side, every, nobody can argue that Kevin's had a great year and great to see him get uh, recognized by the CJHL. Tall task for him because he's going up against the Estevan Bruins, the Notre Dame Hounds, and uh, Captain Kevin Anderson will go from that to another captain, and it's the Estevan Bruins, his opponent, who he'll be lining up with. It's Eric Houck next on SJ at Noon. SJ at Noon, Rory McGorn, the Nugs with you, and very excited to welcome in our Super U player profile, the captain of the first place, Estevan Bruins. It's Eric Houck. Eric, thanks so much for joining us. How are things going down there in Estevan? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, we just got off the ice or practice here, so uh, it's been a good start to the morning so far, and yeah. 
Yeah, appreciate you joining us. I mean, you know, you, you need no introduction. The captain of the Estevan Bruins, the first place Bruins, a congratulations on that. Fair to say mission accomplished. From your perspective throughout the course of the season, uh, the job that you guys have put together on the ice, obtaining home ice throughout right through the playoffs uh, in your goal in SJHL championship, just sort of encompass that for us. And uh, words from the captain on how you feel your group performed this season. Yeah, our goal from the start was obviously uh, to finish first in the league. and uh, We couldn't uh, get to our future goals without getting that first stepping stone. So uh, I think just all of us pushing towards that goal. And uh, a lot of guys had great seasons. And we really came together as a team after the deadline once we knew who was going to be here and who our group of guys was. So uh, I'm really proud of our group. And it's been a really fun year. And I mean, the group uh, on paper and on the ice, an exceptional sort of core of talent that was acquired by the Bruins, by head coach Jason Tatarnik there. How was, how exciting was it for you? You know, uh, a veteran on the team, seeing all this, this talent flood into Estevan. We know what the ultimate goal is, the Centennial Cup, but just sort of seeing this team come together and know what you guys could accomplish. Yeah, it was definitely exciting. I mean, there's lots of guys, uh, I knew prior to this, like a buddy of mine, I grew up playing with Eric Pierce coming in and uh, Billy Soa I played with in Swift Current. Like there's just lots of Nolan Jones, another guy I grew up playing with. Like there's just a lot of chemistry kind of right off the hop. And then we were fortunate to pick up some uh, ex-Western League guys and other guys across the, uh, thinking of Jamie Valentino from the MJ, a couple other guys from other leagues and, just really balanced out our lineup. And I think if you look up and down, like we have guys playing on our so-called fourth line, which we don't really have that are first line guys on their prior teams or teams on other teams in our league. So it's just really exciting. I think how much depth we have and we can always have a line out there that's going to pose a threat on the other team. For sure. Eric, uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, let's, we just got to be honest with you, uh, you know, Eric, to start the year, we saw all these guys, you know, coming in. And the first question that a lot of people had, and you probably heard it yourself, was how are they going to gel? How are they going to be a tight room? If, you know, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Uh, it doesn't seem like there hasn't any been any sort of implosion like that people expected. Just talk about how tight you guys are and how important it was. Maybe you mentioned it there before that, uh, that a lot of you guys already knew each other. Yeah, that obviously played a big role into it. Um, once we kind of found out after the first few games, you kind of find out which what what role guys play. You know, who are your goal scorers? Who are your playmakers? Who's going to be your penalty killers? And that's one thing about our group that has really been good is guys have just found their role and stuck with it and understand that's going to be the biggest help to our team. And if we can just leave all individual stuff out of it, like I think we have for the most year, it's going to just be even more successful in playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned uh, Eric Pierce, Rory, and I talked about it already on the show, uh, but Eric Pierce committed to the University of, Re of Regina. You committed to the University of Regina. Uh, <clears throat> just you know take a step forward I guess in time I know you're very much uh, in the present but you know talk about committing to the U of R where there's so much familiarity it seems like uh you know Todd Johnson at the U of R there is doing a great job of starting to retain some of that Regina born and bred uh you know high level talent yeah um I kind of I've done some coaching things with Todd in the past and when I talked to him over the phone he said he was 
his goal is to get a lot of the Regina guys back, which he's done in the past too. I can just think of uh, guys that played here like uh, Platt and Ripplinger and uh, who else is there? Connor Chalk. Cunningham. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, myself along with Pierce and my good buddy, Matt Culling also committed there uh, last week. So it's just, that's even one of the things like we've been talking about uh, just having that familiarity with guys growing up, playing with them, a lot of former pack Canadians on that roster. So it's, it'll be really exciting. We're joined with Eric Houck here, the captain of the Estevan Bruins, your super U player profile. And uh, Eric, when we, we talked about the success of the Estevan Bruins, first place in the SJHL, right? You talked about the team coming together and finding their roles as the captain. You know, there's going to be some ebbs and flows throughout the season, some ups and some downs, obviously mostly ups for your group. But what have been some of the hurdles that maybe have been presented to yourself as the leader that you've kind of had to kind of navigate throughout the season with the Bruins this year? Um, yeah, it's obviously when you got this much talent in a room, everyone, everyone can, uh, play a role as a leader. Mm-hmm. You have a good leadership group. So I'm, uh, I don't feel like I'm the only one that has to <laughs> ever keep control of the room or whatever. And we also, as a leader try, try to do more than say, I know for myself, it can get annoying when guys are talking too much or say too much. And it's more so of just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Congratulate guys on like a good Mm. play rather than being hard on them and kind of let the coaches take that role and just know what, uh, what a good leader does and how they should go about being with their teammates. For sure. Uh, Eric, I think one of the things that, uh, you know, coach uh, Tatarnik and the Bruins in general have done a great job this year is talking about keeping it one step at a time, you know, one game at a time, one month at a time and, and kind of sticking in, in that moment. So the present moment is that you guys have uh, the Notre Dame hounds uh, in the first round of the playoffs. You guys had that absolutely crazy game and Wilcox ended up finishing eight, seven after uh, Jamie Valentino collapsed on the bench and, uh, and the crazy situation that that was. Uh, but uh, just, I guess, just talk about uh, this first round matchup as you guys are heading into it. Yeah, I think, you know, Notre Dame, they've got a lot of good players. I mean, you look at uh, Anderson and Dutil, I mean, they, combined, they both obviously got a ton of goals. Uh, Anderson, like ex-Regina guy, Pat Canadian, so I kind of know, we kind of know what to expect from him, and I think uh, if we can contain those top guys, that we can have a good chance, but uh, definitely can't underestimate any team in this league as – they uh they'll show it up to you so yeah we're joined with Eric Houck here, of course. Uh, he mentioned the playoff round one seed versus eight. It will start on Friday in Estevan, Saturday in Estevan for games one and two of that series. Looking ahead, I know you're not, Eric, towards the Centennial Cup, but uh, that is the ultimate goal. And kind of where are the thoughts with this group as, you know, you try to put that to the side, although it's hard to at the moment, right, your final year, knowing you're going to be in the national championship and focus on Notre Dame. How has that balance been for yourself and for the group? I think our first goal is no matter what is like, we're all focused on the SJHL championship. Um, At the end of the day, the Centennial is a tournament. And I think the playoff grind, I personally, obviously I want to do everything we can to win the Centennial. But if I had to, if I had to pick between the two, Mm -hmm. I'd win an SJHL championship. 
Well, I'm sure the Estevan Bruins uh, and the fan base are pretty confident in uh, the potential for that to fall into place for yourself. Eric, thanks so much for joining us. The playoffs start on Friday. Best of luck in this round one series against Notre Dame. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. There was Eric Houck with your Super U player profile. We'll take a break and bring back the head coach of the Melford Mustangs, probably the hottest team in the SJHL right now. It's Trevor Blevins next on SJ News. Welcome back to SJ at noon. Big thanks to Eric Houck of the Estevan Bruins for joining us. And we're jumping now from Estevan up north into Melfort and joined by the head coach, your Capital Auto Coaches talk with Trevor Blevins of the Melfort Mustangs. Thanks so much, Trevor, for doing this. How are things going? Melfort might be the hottest team in the league right now in the SJHL. Well, I think there's lots of hot teams right now, right? It's a whole new season. And, uh, you know, we're going to take what we did uh to finish off the year and hopefully uh, helps us prepare. But yes, thanks for having me. And uh, thanks for all you guys do for the league. It's a great job. Appreciate it, Trevor. And that's right where I want to start. Just talking about us and uh, it's our show. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> it's actually the latest, the latest series with, for, for the Melford Mustangs. It clinched the Sherwood Division title against the Flint Flint Bombers. Congratulations, uh, by the way, on that achievement. But walk us through that series. You knew it was going to have a playoff-like feel. It was four divisional title, and you guys pulled out both games, 3-2 and then 5-4, tight victories over Flint Flint. Yeah, actually, I want to kind of rewind. I think for the last eight or nine games here, we've treated them as playoff games. Mm -hmm. We just knew where we were sitting and how things were going to play out. And uh, all along, we knew it was going to be a tight finish. Um, but full credit to the guys. They had a playoff mentality uh, for the last, like I said, eight or nine games. And, and I think that's going to be huge for us going into uh, postseason and having that uh being able to have that confidence that we can prepare that way and, and treat games like that and have some success. So, uh, you know, Flynn Fawn was obviously it was hard. It was tough up there whenever you play in that rank and um, it was physical and they came out uh, two nothing lead and we had a great reset after the first period and, uh, and you know, and answered with three goals in the second period. And then Back home really was a story of uh, we kind of came out hard and, uh, you know, we were down 2-1 after the first, but stuck with it. So, you know, you get those highs and lows of, play, of playoff time that we've dealt with, and uh, I think it's going to pay dividends for us down the road. Have you guys kind of talked about that confidence? Because you, you, you mentioned you've addressed the last eight games as sort of that playoff mentality, and you guys have won eight games in a row. So have you kind of addressed that, you know, confidence that instills in the group when you treat games the way that they're going to need to be treated in the playoffs? I think it's huge. It's, yeah. it's great. You can pat, go on those past experiences and not even just the success we had in the last eight games, but we, we had some tough losses before that and uh, yeah, faced some adversity with injuries, uh, you know, blew some third period leads um really you know lost some games in overtime so you know I think we've just kind of got over the hump of you know being able to play with leads you know being late in games when they're tight uh, I really like how we've executed and the style we've played we haven't sat back we've been aggressive and uh, like I said it's just uh, I think your whole season you can draw on different points uh, that you know that help to get through things and uh, we're, we're you know we we're pretty confident in the fact that we've faced a lot of situations. Mm -hmm. uh, Trev, again, thanks. Uh, thanks for doing this. Think back to February 22nd in Wilcox, 
you guys had a bit of a, a rough patch and then came in there and played a good hard playoff type game, very tight game. And it seemed like maybe it was since then that it's turned around. Uh, but, you know, just, I guess, just talk about the uh, uncertainty. I don't know what the right word is about who you're facing in the first round, even up until tonight, the last game of the regular season, Battleford's at Notre Dame. Don't know if you'll be watching it, but, um, you know, you could play Flynn Floyd or you could play Yorkton. I'm sure if I asked you which you'd rather play, you'd just say uh, whichever one. But, right. you know, is that kind of tough for a coach not knowing uh, this late in the year? No, I'm going to say no. I, I I mean, today at practice, we basically kind of had a normal day. Uh, regardless if I wait a day to prepare for an opponent, I don't think that's going to affect our group going into Friday. Uh, if you'd say it was one or two days, then I maybe have an issue with it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, you know, it's one of those things where I think you got to get through everyone. I know it's cliche, but that is the truth. It, it's, you, I mean, if you prefer one opponent over another, you, you could, but uh, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You got to face what you're given and, and, and get through it. So, you know, uh, you know, it'll be an exciting game tonight, I'm sure for them. Um, I know Balford's playing for something, so hopefully Notre Dame responds, but you know, I'll be definitely watching. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's a good game for for somebody I know very well's sake. Let's go over here. Um, <laughs> Got to ask you about a, uh, an area of the ice that the Belfort Mustangs have traditionally been elite at, and that's goaltending. And you guys get Joel Favreau back. You know, outstanding performance at the Whitney Forum, uh, which is always a tough place to play, as you know better than me. Uh, and he was fantastic and helped Melfort win uh, last weekend. Uh, just talk about the goaltending situation now that, uh, especially that Joel is is back, and it seems like he's uh, seems like he's right. Yeah, well, he looked good over the weekend. Uh, I think you know for him, it's going to be just being able to play the tough schedule, and and really we're confident in James Fan coming in to play too. Uh, he's he he's been through the peaks and valleys here with us, and uh, has done a great job. And, uh, you know, to have the confidence to be able to lean on a 17-year-old goaltender if we need him is, is going to be huge. So as much as we want to speak about Joel and, you know, him and how great he is, you know, James Venn is just, just as comparable. And, uh, and we have the confidence in him and our group to, to, to get it done because he's, he's proven and he showed it. How is the health right now of the Melford Mustangs? You know, the, the biggest thing you want heading into the playoffs, you want to have your, your guys ready to go. And, you know, it's, it's a long season, so maybe there's a little bit going on. But you want them as relatively healthy as you can get. Your last game was Thursday, March 10th, so you had a little bit of a break to kind of heal up, get ready. How are the Melford Mustangs shaping up in that first-round series? And it'll be determined after tonight, either against Flynn Fawn or Yorkton. Well, compared to three weeks ago, we're quite, quite good. We had eight guys out of the lineup uh, at one point, um, but we're getting Kevin Minock back, which is going to be huge for our defense. He's, um, you know, a 19 year old veteran player that brings a presence and a uh, great puck mover and, and he's 200 foot player. And uh, Seth McCullough and, and uh, Ty Sugar will be back too. So it's on it really the, the, the one is maybe we would see in the league semifinal if we get there um, is Hayden Tuba. You know, mm -hmm. he had a pretty serious injury with his elbow. And, uh, but uh, other than that, we are good to go. Uh, we're, we're probably hitting the right spot to be quite a bit healthy. And uh, you're always going to have those bumps and bruises, right? You're never 100%, yeah. you know, and, 
but definitely uh, situations and injuries are, are, are banged up enough that you can play through it and it's not too serious. And that's what everyone wants to see. It provides the best product on the ice for the fans, uh, the excitement that the playoffs are back for the first time in two years. So, uh, yeah, that's exactly what we like to hear. We had a conversation back in the preseason when the Broncos played Melfort about kind of the uncertainty coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic because you didn't have a lot of time to kind of assess some of the players that were going to be in your lineup. Now we're 58 games in. How have you, um, what have you seen from those players that you mentioned in the preseason that now got their chance to showcase what they can do with the Mustangs? Well, I mean, it, it was a situation where you don't know what you were, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be, are you a top six team? Are you going to be, you know, looking to rebuild? Are you going to stick with your 20 year olds? There's so many questions because of the fact that we lost a whole season last year. So mm-hmm. not only do you not know what your 19 year olds are going to bring, you don't know, you didn't know what your 20 year olds were going to bring. And that was the same for everyone. And uh, you know, I'm a firm believer as I, I'm a pretty loyal coach as far as, you know, you stick it out as an 18 year old that we're going to give you all the opportunity at 19 and then even 20 to, to make sure that you, you can play or get the opportunity that you, that you deserve. And, um, you know, I, I just think back to a guy like Marco Lopez, where's, you know, he had COVID in the summer, came in out of shape, got hurt first exhibition game, uh, didn't miss some of the league to start. Um, you know, really, could have been a player that we just said, you know what, we're not going to move forward with, you know, and he just has been lights out second half of the season. And uh, he's as dangerous as anyone in the league. I think from the hash marks in, you know, he's got Travis Mayan release in my opinion, and uh, you know, he can score goals and uh, he's taking advantage of his opportunities. So, you know, full on full credit to the players, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. We've got a great culture here. Uh, we've got a great team chemistry and uh, they bought in and uh, couldn't be more proud of the group and what they've done here. Last one for me, Trev, appreciate your time. Uh, one guy that when you talk about the elite players in this league, the top players in this league, uh, maybe he gets missed a couple times and it's absolutely incorrect that he does because he does everything for you. But your captain, Ben Tkachuk, when he was out, there was definitely a difference, I think, uh, from when he's in, there's such a difference uh, the way that your team plays. It's like I have a couple, couple inches taller. Talk about uh, him, what he's meant to this club, to the organization, oh, and having him back. Uh, you know, as you head to the playoffs. Well, I mean, he is our captain for a reason. Not only for what he does on the ice, but off of it. But he 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 is our engine. Uh, I feel there's a few key players too, right? That everyone has in their teams that you know bring it consistently and. Um, you know, he's one of them, uh, for sure. We've got lots on our team though. You hate to single a guy out, but, um, you know, it, it's a matter of, uh, you know, with him, he's really learned how to play and protect the puck here and did, played with more possession. And I think that's helped his game a huge and, and a huge amount. But as far as, you know, his compete levels through the roof his his, uh, determination, uh, his defensive play, his responsibilities. Uh, we've played him now. We've played him at center. We actually um, flipped him and Nolan. We moved Nolan Dole to the wing, mm-hmm. and it's just been crazy change for that line. They've just been starting to 
really find their groove and uh, they've had lots of success here the last five games going into the playoffs. Trevor, thanks so much for joining us. It's your Capital Auto Coaches Talk with Trevor Blevins of the Melfort Mustangs. Nugsy sidestepped the question. I'm not going to. I'm going right down Main Street. Do you have sure. a preference, Flynn Flon or Yorkton? Uh, I mean, they both they both bring their intangibles. They both bring great arenas and uh, and atmospheres. Give give us what you actually are hoping for. <laughs> we got to beat everybody. Good try. Oh, come on. <laughs> so we'll we'll take what we get. And uh, like like that cliche is, you got to get through everyone. So that's our mentality. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to get anything out of you. Worth a shot, though. Trevor, uh, best of luck heading into the playoffs this weekend. Thanks, as always, for joining us. You bet. Thanks, guys. There was your Capital Auto Coaches Talk with head coach of the Melford Mustangs, Trevor Blevins. We'll take a break, and it's buy it or sell it with your player awards coming up next on SJ at Noon. Welcome back to SJ at Noon. Rory McGoran alongside the Nugs. Big thanks to, of course, Eric Houck, the captain of the Estevan Bruins, and just most recently, Trevor Blevins, the head coach of the Melford Mustangs with our guest this week. We'll, of course, be back next week with playoff talk. But before then, on Thursday, make sure you tune in. We'll have a special playoff preview SJ at Noon edition coming for you on Thursday to... Uh, you know, drive up the anticipation. Not that we have to nope. uh, for the playoffs. First time in three years, Nugsy. Cannot wait to call the playoffs. Oh man, it's gonna be so much fun. I just, uh, I just, I just keep thinking back to Game Seven, Estevan, Humboldt, and Estevan. Mm. Whatever it was, eighteen nineteen. The battle for the Melford Finals. Oh, just the place shaking. Oh, it's gonna be great. I can't wait. Can't yeah, wait. absolutely. So excited. But regular season, fifty-eight games. For the most part, we have one game taking place today, Battleford to Notre Dame, to wrap it up. So let's play a little buy it or sell it, and please comment along with who you think should be your SJHL award winners. You got your MVP, your forward of the year, defenseman of the year, goalie of the year, rookie of the year, and coach of the year. So let's play a little edition of buy it or sell it with it, with your MVP of the league, buy it or sell it, that the competition isn't really close for Race Ramsey is the MVP of the SJHL. Yeah, I don't think there's any argument, any discussion. I think we just give it to race. So are you purchasing this? So, yeah, I'm, I'm buying it. 2,973 minutes, Rory. Only 98 goals allowed. Absolutely incredible. Third most shutouts in the league. Only one shootout goal against. Like, the, the list of accolades, Rory, goes on. 41 wins is the big one. 41 wins. And the only person who's anywhere close in all of Canada in junior A hockey in terms of goalies and wins is Ethan Barwick. And he plays for Brooks. The Brooks Bandits. <laughs> who we may or may not see. But the thing about Barwick, only an eight ninety seven save percentage. Yeah, I mean the the amount of minutes that Ramsey's played, along with his 930 save percentage, uh, a sub two goals against average. It's, it's ridiculous. In in 50 plus games, to hold the opponents to under two goals over the span is incredible. Yeah. He sets the single season wins record with 41. Uh, Matt Pacent, he had more saves, but he's second in saves. Of course, you know, you, you give credit, and we had him on last week. He gives credit to the players in front of him that's led him to, you know, have this historic season. But the Broncos, without him, are not the same team. They're, they're four. Four and four. They're 500. Not a big sample size, right? There's only eight games, but they're four and four without them. They're 41 and nine with them. Not much more to say. So yeah. we're buying it. You can yeah. buy it or sell it online and comment along. Goalie has to be Kale DePape, and it's not y'all go a problem. 
Hunter Krieger. Uh, <laughs> Kale DePape is Krieger. right in the mix. Yep. Uh, he's Yorkton's MVP, in my opinion. No he's in the mix for goalie when we get to that, and also a rookie. So Kale DePape can jump into a lot of categories in your SJHL awards as we go through them. Forward now. I have Connor McGrath. He's the SJHL leading scorer. Buy it or sell it that he is the forward of the year. I'm selling it, Rory. Selling it. And it's going to get spicy, folks at home. <laughs> Don't get too angry. So here's what I'm going to go with. It's to me. It has to be Kevin Anderson. The points, obviously, McGrath has a few more. He's got 84. Kev has 77. But what Kev does, 244 per game of shorthanded time. Connor McGrath, but 40 seconds average shorthanded time. AKA, he's not on the PK for Humboldt. Kev Anderson, 54% on the faceoff dot. McGrath in the 30s. Kev's the youngest captain, plays heavy minutes, doesn't take penalties, only six of his goals on the power play. So I'm not taking anything sure. away from McGrath. He's been great, Rory, but Kev does everything that you want for a forward in this league to do, and he does it at 18. Way more layers to his game to McGrath. And again, not taking anything. McGrath is a great shooter, great scorer, great player in this league. Deserves it too, but I think Kev just a little bit more deserves it. That's yeah, it. to me it was a toss-up between Mark Rumsey and Connor McGrath. Rumsey leads the league in goals with 39, almost on that 40-goal right. plateau. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, but Connor McGrath's 84 points, 1.5 points per game, just yeah. gives the nod. Uh, you mentioned on the power play, he also leads the league in power play points. Yeah. So a lot of um, you know his production coming with the man advantage, yeah. but uh, there's a litany on the Broncos as well, talented players that are helping set uh, him up for a lot of these 84 points. Is Kevin Anderson more of a M MVP, whereas McGrath, you know, he has a lot of talent around him. I would say that's a valid, arguable point. Mm -hmm. But with 84 points in 56 games, seven more than Anderson, I still give the nod to McGrath going for the forward of the year. Yeah, I guess it's just a matter of us looking at it a little bit differently. Sure. If, you, if you were to take categories like this category, that category, this career category, that category, then Kevin Anderson just text ticks the block in just a ton of categories, whereas maybe a few of those categories – you know, Connor McGrath is a little bit ahead. So it's, it's kind of how it works. And obviously, there's no better shooter in the league than Mark Rumsey, period. So. Absolutely. And of course, I love, I love how this plays out because, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, people though we are the respective broadcasters for Humboldt yeah. and Notre Dame, but we're not pleading our no. case for our own team. It's just the top of the scoring standings. You got yeah. McGrath and Anderson, one, two. Well, yeah. Right? Like, it's, it's tough to take the narrative away from that, mm. uh, but we aren't trying to be yeah. biased. It, it's what the mm -hmm. SJHL happened this year. Yeah, and, and another point quickly before we move on what I'll say about the Estevan Bruins is they've just got so many players and you heard Eric Hauk talk, talk they're about so so, they're so deep they're so spread out that not one guy stands out as much like I, I think that there's nobody more skilled in the league for example than Olivier Pouliot of the Estevan Bruins but the numbers aren't there why because they don't need him to be there so that's kind of you know, sort of along where we're, we're talking about right now. Keyshawn Gervais as well. MVP for Yorkton. Yeah, right alongside um, um, yeah, DePape, yeah. DePape for, for sure. The Tyson captain, Jansen, the, yeah. Uh, Trevor Blevins talked about Ben Tkachuk being the, the motor. They're the engine for the Melford Mustangs. Yeah. Keyshawn Gervais is that for the, for the yeah. Yorkton Terriers. Well, we could have a segment on like the MVP for their team. Maybe yeah. that's a future yeah, category. You're, you're okay. Buy it or sell this one. It's nowhere near close for defensemen. Yeah. It's Xavier LaPointe's. Yeah, again, I'm I'm buying that. Uh, 19 goals, 50 points. Next, he had 11 goals, nine power play goals. Uh, often had to do it without Cole Vardy. 
uh, in the lineup. He was. Uh, I asked. Uh, I asked uh, Mike Reagan what his plus minus was kept by the Bombers. Uh, Lapointe with all those minutes, heavy minutes, big minutes for the Bombers, plus 16 on the year. Very impressive. Averaged over 23 minutes a game this year. Both special teams, maybe the best overall skater in the league in terms of agility, in terms of what you need to do to win hockey games. So I'm giving uh, it to Lapointe by a mile for sure. Yeah, I have, I have Xavier Lapointe as well as the runaway winner of the SJHL Defenseman of the Year, and yeah. rightfully so. 19 goals from a blue line. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, he, he does it all. Hey, talked about his accuracy shooting. Could have been in the accuracy shooting competition. Could have been the fastest game. Skater. Could have been, he has a big shot. I don't know if a hard shot, but he's got a big shot too. So uh, he's just been a remarkable player for Flynn Fun this year. Goaltender of the year. It's a little, it, this one is the toughest one to pick this year uh, because if you if you do yeah. gravitate toward Ramsey winning the MVP, you like to spread it out and give goaltender to, you know, another nod around the league. You got, you got a Matt Pacenti who I think is, you yeah. know, not talked about enough for this position. I know Kinders is out of the playoffs, which is tough to mm-hmm. tough to give him goalie of the year when you don't make the playoffs. But what he did for the Clippers yeah. is exceptional. Cal Shell breaks the Flin Flon Bombers shutout record. You got Boston Belowis and Cam Herjlicka, whose numbers are insane. But you know they they split the games a lot. Herjlicka's eighteen wins in what twenty games, yeah. only one regulation loss all season. And uh, and then Kale DePape again. Michael Harash comes into Battlefords and does a great job. But so who is your goaltender? Because on my paper, I have Cal shell so you buying or selling that yeah i'm buying it but i agree with you that it's oh, you, you, anyone so many of these guys are yeah. deserving i love the matt Pazenti shout out because yeah. he was unbelievable especially in the second half and especially when they got their decor just a little better made a few moves that that fit a little bit more experience at the sj level up in kindersley but seven shutouts for shell you know their team was 25 12 and 2 with cal playing they were seven nine and one without him they were under 500 yeah without him so great redemption story his stories been talked about sir eagles and the bchl really struggled came in with flint flan was behind in behind jacob delorme there and again struggled a little bit uh, but he's a big guy he's had a remarkable year what you want in the playoffs so i think it's cal shell too yeah i have cal shell in my paper a runner-up yeah Pacenti, de pape below us or jalika it's tough you can yeah. you can pick any one of those and you wouldn't be wrong so if yeah. it's not shell I'm, i wouldn't be at all surprised to see if it's a different goalie of the year afterwards just because how close that battle is yeah, yeah well i talked about ethan barwick for example <clears throat> of brooks right yeah. and you say all oh, brooks is stacked of course they are. Do they win a lot? Of course they do. And the save percentage? Not great. Boston below us. Does he have a stacked team? Is Estevan a stacked team? Yeah, Absolutely there. Very, very talented team. His numbers are still great. Yeah, and uh, often yeah. save percentages take a little bit of a hit on teams that are loaded like that. But Boston's hasn't. So big time kudos to Boston for that focus to play behind a team like that. Your rookie of the year is, well, we've got coach coming up, but your final <laughs> player award is your rookie of the year. And I'm not sure how to word buy it or sell it for this because yeah. – Again, uh, here, I'll do this one. So technically, <laughs> there yeah. are a lot of rookies in the, in the league that should have played last year. Right. So buy it or sell it, that rookie this year should be someone that would not have played in the league last year had the season not get shut down to COVID. Buy it or sell that. Oh, we're getting into technicality well, sure. here, Rory. I know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> hey, that's it's fair. If that's the direction they went, then then that's the direction they would have gone, but and that would have been they're, fine. I mean, they technically didn't, the rookies. They're still yeah. So I, I, I'm just gonna stick with the way that the league, the the way the league started out, and and I'm gonna put Connor McGrath as the rookie of the year mm-hmm. and keep Kev Anderson. We so we flipped there, and obviously we talked about Connor McGrath's 84 points. You know, big, big, uh, big move, I guess, to to pick him up from Weyburn. That was a big trade. And, uh, you know, Weyburn got some 
a, a, a P, big PDF in, in return. But uh, what a big pickup by Scott Barney. That's worked out even better. No matter no matter how well Barney thought that would have turned out, it turned out way better than it's he, like he could have hoped points. for. It's hard to get better. Hard to, yeah, hard yeah. to, hard to argue. <laughs> so I got McGrath. As uh, and I'm going uh, with our, our Yorkton fans commenting in there. I'm taking Kale DePape mm-hmm. as the rookie of the year, the goaltender there with right. fourth in the league. In, in minutes, or probably third in the league in minutes, and the two above them are the two workhorses in the league, the 20-year-olds in Race Ramsey and Matt Pacenti. Yeah. So no one, no 20-year-old other than those two have played more, no one in the league other than those two have played more than Cale DePape, and the Yorkton Terriers are back into the playoffs. I think he is your rookie of the year, uh, and it's one that maybe gets overlooked with all the talented forwards mm-hmm. and defensemen, but you got to give Cale DePape his nod. Yeah, you got to give him your nod, and I see that you didn't give Kevin Anderson anything, so let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, I mean, he, he, Let's he, move on. he maybe is, is, is honorable mention in four <laughs> out of the five categories. <laughs> All right. Right? <laughs> I see how it is, right? Let's move I mean, on. Is he the MVP of, of Notre Dame? <laughs> of course he is. But is he more of an MVP than Ramsey? I don't know. It's arguable. So he's the second MVP. Okay. Right? Can you give away two? I don't, I don't Do know. Do whatever you want. We're in charge, Rory. <laughs> It's our show. Uh, coach of the year, final one before we wrap up SJ. Yeah, year. Ju- just quickly, uh, you know, finishing third or fourth in the SJ find out tonight without the budget, without the star-studded cast uh, that Humboldt and Estevan have. Braden Klamosko has done a remarkable job with Battleford's, and I talked a lot about Klamosko and Gary Childerhose, that staff in Battleford's. They're, they're, their guys run through a wall for those guys, so I'm not surprised. Uh, he consistently plays a system that develops players, more than winning at all all costs. He wants to win at all costs. Very competitive. But he plays a very good system that develops guys. And, and you know, talk about guys like Zane Florence and Ryland McNinch and Sam Witt and Tyne Ewart that have really blossomed under him. Uh, you know, I'm going give, to give it to Klamosko. Yeah, I, I am going back to the top of the, of the league. It ha- I think it has to be either Tatarnik or Barney of Estevan or the Broncos respectively because of the drop-off there. You got 91 points and 90 points for the Estevan Bruins and Humboldt Broncos, and then it's 77. You look at the goal differential, 138 mm-hmm. for Estevan, 121 for Humboldt, and then it's 48 is the yeah. third one. 80 goals differential difference. So I'm going to give the nod to the first-place team in the league. They mm-hmm. set out on a goal to finish first, have home ice advantage throughout the playoffs, and have great steam heading into the Centennial Cup, try to get an SJHL championship. Well, part one of that goal is crossed off. They're the first-place team, so I'm going to give it to Jason Tatarnik. It was an old saying from Scotty Bowman, the great NHL coach. When they asked him, Scotty, how are you going to be a great coach? How, how is it that you're a great coach in, uh, in the NHL? And what, what his response was, well, I got a bunch of great players. Mm-hmm. And Estevan and Humboldt, a, they're a great team. Take nothing away from Tatarnik and Barney. Great, great coaches. They've got great teams. But uh, I think lamosco has got more out of a little bit less. That's well, all. our final uh, tally there on the dark horse for a deep playoff run, the Yorkton Terriers bringing it home. So people are liking mm-hmm. what Matt Hare and that group are doing late. They got the goaltending, great mobile offensive capability defense, and then leaders like Gervais, McIntyre, Steve Norum, mm-hmm. and newcomers like Logan Sisa. And the list yeah. goes on. So Yorkton's as dangerous well, as anyone, and they take your uh, your poll there for your dark horse of a deep playoff run. Yeah, they do a lot of things. Tyson Jansen, what a remarkable year. Got to send a shout-out. I don't know if he watches the show, but Shout out to Steve Norum, uh, who's gone home actually to Sherwood Park with uh, with, an, with with a health related issue. Uh, I don't think he'll be back. So you know, all of our best to Steve Norum, and hope you're doing well, bud. One game's left in the SJHL regular season, and it's come down to this news. It oh. shows the parity in the SJHL. <laughs> we don't know 50 percent of the playoffs because it's coming down to the last uh. game of the year. 
yeah, it should be interesting. I think both teams are going to play their full as full rosters as they can. So, uh, Duncan McNeil Arena tonight. Tune in Hockey TV, Hounds Hockey Radio. Myself, Jacob Faith, will be on the call. He's back there. So. Hey, should be fun. And it's the Battlefords North Stars that are going to determine how the SJHL playoffs will shake up when they return. If the Battlefords North Stars win, you're going to get Battlefords Yorkton, Melfort, Flintflon. If they lose, you got Battlefords Flintflon, Melfort, Yorkton. We will have a special coverage show of your SJHL playoff preview. Stay tuned to SJHL social media on the website. It'll be up on Thursday, and we'll break it down. We're back. First time, three years. Big thanks to Estevan Bruins captain Eric Houck and the coach of the of Melford Mustangs, pardon me, Trevor Blevins, as we'll be back Thursday, playoff preview next week, as always, Monday, right here on SJ at noon.